when I get professional athletes thrown at me, uh, usually I don't want to fuck them up. You know, I want to make sure I don't try to teach them something that's going to take me two hours to teach them and they might hurt themselves like a swing or a snatch. I'm going to help them be more uh, more durable. I'm going to show them techniques that are going to help them be more mobile, help them stay healthy. Advancers, today we have a special guest. He goes by the name Primal Soldier on Instagram. His name is Eric Lejas. He's a fitness trainer, an influencer, entrepreneur, and kettlebell expert. Thanks so much, Eric, for jumping on the podcast today. I appreciate you taking the time out. What's up, guys? Uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Let's, uh, let's talk about some fitness and uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, before I get into it, I also forgot to mention that you were just uh, featured in Men's Health Magazine as the top 55 most fitness-centric uh, podca- Instagrams to follow, right? Yeah, that was dope. I'm super stoked about that. Everybody on that on that list is awesome, and I follow most of those people, and they're all super motivating. So it's cool to be next to those people as one of those uh, one of those people to follow. So I'm honored to be on that list. Hey, that is cool. And one of the things that I actually wanted to invite you on the podcast was because of how humble and how genuine of a person you are. You don't ever fake the funk, man. Where does that come from? I just feel like you know, if you fake trying to be something you're not, eventually going to catch up with you. You know, you lie. You know, you can only lie for so long and fake it. I mean, you know, I used to preach, you know, like fake it till you make it. Um, but if you're faking it, you know, try to learn on the way and <laughs> try to become what you want to be, not just pretending all the time. I feel and, yeah. and it's just going to catch up with you and then you're going to get caught and it's going to be embarrassing. And, you know, <laughs> you got to, you want to be able to do the things that you say you can do. I love it. So you keep it real so you never get caught keeping it fake. I get you. Yeah, man. You don't want to. <laughs> You don't want to get asked to do something that you're not prepared for. Oh, I, I agree with that one. I agree with that one. So many people may see you now and, and maybe disregard the come up. Um, I love your story, and I would love if you could share with the, the audience your journey. And um, but really, I just I learned a lot of my basic techniques from uh, a ton of coaches along the way. I used to I used to train in martial arts when I was younger, and I learned a lot of techniques from some of the pro MMA fighters I was training with. They show me how to use uh, basic kettlebell moves like swings and snatches, uh, you know, pretty fundamental stuff. I mean, they're hard movements. They're super athletic because, you know, you have to really be explosive with those movements. So um, I was really good at that. I was already an athlete growing up, and I ended up working at on it in the warehouse in fulfillment. I kind of I, I went to college for like a semester here at UT Austin, and um, uh, I just hated it, man. So I dropped out. I ended up taking a job at Onnit. You ever heard of Onnit? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so Onnit, we specialize in like uh, total human optimization. We sell some of the top supplements and gear like kettlebells and uh, battle ropes, all, all the good stuff from conventional training. And so I was like, man, this is a badass company. You know, I love the supplements. I love the community around it. I want to be a part of that. Uh, I'd rather just take a job there. And so I worked there for a couple of years in the warehouse, packing supplements and kettlebells. And, you know, I was grateful for the job just because I was surrounded by a strong community of open-minded people who were super cool. We all hung out on the weekends and it was just a great vibe. And I stuck it out and then eventually an opportunity presented itself where my brother, my older brother, he's uh, he was good friends with us, the CEO, and they would work out together all the time. And he, uh, Aubrey, the CEO, was like, hey, Juan, my brother, you should uh, – it's cool if you want to train your clients out of our small company gym, you know. That way we can work out together after too. And so my brother started doing that. It became really popular. You had a ton of clients coming in through the gym to where Aubrey was like, man, you're killing it in there. Like the vibe is awesome. There's always people – working out in there. Yeah, I want to make this bigger. Like we should open a gym. We should rent out the place next door that, that was available at the time and let's gut it out, turn it into a gym. And so we ended up partnering up with the Franco's gym from, uh, up, uh, up in, I think New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We brought all, we brought his, some of his guys down to train athletes, NFL players. And so we kind of partnered up there with our, when we opened on it Academy. So we specialize in unconventional training and DeFranco's was the sports side of things. So we combined forces and they gave me a job as one of the on it trainers. And I was like, let's go. And so I started training one-on-one clients, classes, you know, I would get there at six in the morning, stay till 9 PM. till we closed, just crushing classes as many one-on-ones as I can handle, you know, while still maintaining, you know, quality, quality training 
And I just had a great time, man. So I developed a ton of experience and, you know, it got to a point to where I started marketing myself online to uh, try to, you know, get more business there in the gym. And I started using social media, like uh, Instagram. I remember uh, they told me I need to start marketing myself more. Like, Eric, you need to get on Facebook more and you need to open an Instagram because I didn't have an Instagram at the time. I was like, man, I don't want to get on social media. Social media is so dumb. Like everybody's just on there taking selfies. And I started posting on Instagram and Facebook more often that I was getting more attention. People were seeing I was getting more eyes on the gym and the stuff that I was doing. And so that led me to you know, become more successful in the gym, but also led me to grow my, my social media following to where I was finally able to use that to kind of launch my own website and my own business. That's so cool. And just to give the, our listeners some perspective, what was the time frame that it took you from warehouse to where you are now? Uh, it's been seven years. Wow. Seven years. Oh, yeah. I was working there for two years and it's been five years since I've been in the fitness industry. Like seriously, I've always worked out. I've always trained martial arts and, you know, done some type of training, some type of lifting, you know, unconventional training was later on, but I've always been into the stuff. So probably doing that since I was like 12. So I'm 26 now. It's been 14 years since I've been working out. Um, but seriously, like in the business, five years. But the journey since from warehouse to to uh, where I'm now has been five years. Oh, man. I think that's so important to highlight because it, a lot of people want it to happen over, overnight. And oh, they just yeah, man. It's crazy, man. I get so many people like – they, you know, like they ask me for tips and stuff like that. And I tell them what it takes and they, they sometimes they don't get it, man. They come back a month later, they're upset and they're like, so it hasn't happened yet. I'm like, I'm not making enough money. I don't have enough clients. So look, man, it's, it's not easy. Like you have to do, you have to do what you have to do and then you got to do more. Um, cause it's, it's like, it's like another full-time job marketing yourself. Yeah. And you got to sure you you cover your bases at work you know wherever you're working you you pay the bills and then you got to uh it's a whole another part of your job to try to make you know try to extend that and try to make even more business and, you know just you know it's it's a lot of work and some people are starting cut out for it and some people maybe just don't want to do it you know some, some people don't value that that growth and you know they don't they they're happier just doing the bare minimum that's they're happy you know they're they're satisfied uh, for me i'm not that kind of person i want to i have a lot of different goals and, and things that i want to do for the people that are around me my team my family and uh it's not going to be me just doing uh, the bare minimum i have to really you know just keep doing as much as i possibly can i love that i love hearing that man uh, also i do want to uh to do want to know a, a podcast episode i heard you talk about a little bit of your past when you were a chubby kid and yeah. I, I viscerally relate with that because I was also a chubby kid and that's kind of what started my nutrition journey. I was an X-Man on in Little League football, which is like the fat kids on the line. And, uh, and then somebody yeah. and then somebody bet me $50 to lose weight. I think it was my mom. She's like, I'm going to give you 50 bucks if you lose weight. And I used Google and I was like, man, I was like 10 <laughs> or 10 or 11 years old. I <laughs> used Google how to lose weight. And it was like, substitute your soda for water, substitute your yeah. simple carbs for complex carbs and stop eating like, you know, fats at that point at that stage. And so I yeah. did that and being so young, my body obviously adapted really quickly. And I went from being an X-Men to being a wide receiver in one summer. Uh, uh, so I, I lost like 30 uh, pounds in a, in a month. It was crazy. But since then, um, and this leads into my question about self-direction and kind of that self-empowerment. I'm wondering if you had a story like that, because I'm noticing, uh, the more people who you know who are building followings who are who have persistency and consistency in what they do they tend to have these you know self-directed self-empowered moments or stories in their life maybe in early childhood or adolescence age can you recall anything like that oh yeah for sure yeah i had a very similar story um i was i was just lazy growing up i always thought oh i'm I'm young i don't gotta worry about those things right now i don't gotta worry about having a girlfriend or looking in shape like i'm just gonna enjoy my video games and eat as much as i want i'll worry about that later and then as i got a little bit older into like middle school my brother my older brother my older sister would make fun of me all the time i was barely in middle school like man you you don't even have a girlfriend yet 
They haven't even kissed a girl. But you haven't even held a girl's hand. Like talking a bunch of crap, and I was just like eating my Cheetos and trying to play my my PlayStation. Like, man, leave me alone. <laughs> so that was like at the end of like my sixth grade. Uh, yeah, sixth grade, and I, I was going into the summer, and I was like, man, I gotta lose weight. I should just like lose a ton of weight, try to learn how to run, and uh, try to get on the football team too in middle school. And so I ended up losing a ton of weight. I ended up um, picking up some bodybuilding techniques from uh, the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding, the old Arnold Schwarzenegger big ass book. I learned all my basic routines from there. My brother had some weights at the house and a mirror, and I would just sit in front of the mirror and work out, go running around the block. So I lost a ton of weight, and I liked I liked the results. You know, I liked that I was able to, you know, put in effort and get rewards and like see the physical changes, and my confidence went up because people noticed that I was jacked, I was in shape, I was the most ripped kid in the school. I remember I moved to a new school in eighth, like in the middle of eighth grade. And I was still, you know, on my on my swole gains, trying to work out every day. I was going to the gym at this point, and I walked into class for the first day, and they're like, "Man, who's this new kid?" Like whispering to each other. And I sit down, like, "Man, I was looking at you. Oh, was this who you walked in? And man, your forearms were like doing crazy shit. My <laughs> muscles are nuts. Are you on steroids?" And like just talking a bunch of shit, you know, with all little kids. Yeah. But they called me Roids all through middle school after that. And I thought it was funny. You know, I thought it was – I owned it. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I look swole enough to be called Roids, you know, whatever. I and I just kept it up. Um, I've always been the type of person, you know, I'll stick with things that work. And if it stops working, I'll try to figure out a different way to, to try to see those same gains. And, you know, that's when I realized, man, I got to start switching it up. I got to start incorporating different tools into my toolbox um, because – you know, doing the same thing over and over again uh, started yielding less and less results. So now I'm all about, you know, sticking to a program and then deloading and then doing something a little bit different and then kind of just keep playing with different stimuluses to make sure I keep getting better. And that's the same way that I run my business and I, I run my social media is, you know, I do what works, but I still I mix it up with with new new stuff all the time, just because that's the way I like to train. That's the way that's the, that's what keeps me interested. Keeps things you know spicy in my training routine in my life. You know, if I just do the same thing, eat the same food all the time, it can get boring, you know. And so to mix it, uh, I like mixing it up, and yeah. people like it too. You know, you don't like watching the same same movie, same episode over and over again. You know, you want to see progress. You want to see new things and. I think that's a truism, man, in in like me delving into multiple businesses and different industries. I just notice how a lot of them actually are are really complementary to each other. And you learn things in a a different vertical. It's just interesting to learn that demographic, learn the different processes and systems and strategies and see how you can implement it over here in this business, right? This e-com business or vice versa. What can my e-com business, how can I create a info, you know, info product for this beauty business and we that's what we actually ended up doing was creating a, a digital product an info product and we now have hundreds of students from across the world who are enrolling in these certification programs so that's, that's just awesome. that's just like I, I think it's benefits just learning and gaining as much experience especially when you're young and especially when you know you're first starting out go out there and do it and learn and then keep you know keep applying and then just recycle that same kind of uh, feedback loop People get too no, caught, no. people get too caught up and too romantic about one thing, and you're like, bro, that's probably not going to be th- the thing that's going to get you to where you want to go. It's probably going to be the twentieth thing that you've, yeah. you've gone out there and done. So yeah. you got to keep going, keep getting better. Yeah, like, like you said, if you keep romanticizing, you're staying stuck on one thing. Um, not only are the people you're trying to sell to or your audience are going to get bored, but you're going to get bored too. You're going to stop giving it the same energy that you did when you started. Uh, so it's good to keep it fresh. Yeah, and I think um, th- this leads right really good into the next question, which is um, I've observed that you don't have a very dogmatic. You're you're very non dogmatic when it comes to your approach to your training. Where did that come from? You know, what at what point were were you you gave a little bit about that you kind of always been that person, but um, was there an instance? Uh, how how has that benefited you so far? Um, so switching it up has helped me, like I said, stay interested and stay engaged with my, my routines. You know, like you, I get bored if I do the same routine over and over again. And uh, my so does my body. It stops seeing results. It stops adapting to this training. And so, um, I mean, 
at the Honored Academy, the the system of training that I grew up with with the with coaches John Wolf and Shane Hines um, was you know we that's what we teach is a non dogmatic approach to training. Um, we we don't say anything else is wrong. We just teach you know try this out. If it works for you, add it to your toolbox. If it doesn't, don't throw it out. You might use it some other time. You know, and we we're open to all different perspectives of different fitness modules and you know, different philosophies, because I believe, you know, everything's the same. It's all the same stuff, you know, just different ways of looking at it. And it helps you, you know, gain different perspectives, different cues and different ways to, to see the human body and different, you know, helps you, you know, have different tools to your toolbox so you can keep getting better. You know, um, I also um, like when I would, when I was training early on, when I was younger, I would do the same lifts all the time. I would do bench press, pull-ups, squats, all the basics. I would do bicep curls, tricep extensions, you know, all the isolation exercises. And then as I got uh, – when I was like 13, 14, I kind of got tired of playing middle school football. I was like, man, I want to start doing MMA. You know, UFC started go- uh, growing at that time. I was like, I want to get go into boxing class and jiu-jitsu. And then I started going to those classes and during sparring, during kickboxing sparring and during jujitsu matches during sparring, I would get my ass whooped by everybody. And I thought I was like the most soul guy in there, you know, especially out of the younger kids. I was getting beat up by everybody. And I was like, man, what's going on? I thought I was strong. It's because I was doing the same stuff over and over again. And I wasn't training for, you know, that sport. I wasn't training at different angles. I wasn't training, you know, I was just doing the same stuff over and over again that weren't helping me practice for that real sport. So by switching it up and training my strength and conditioning by doing more rounds on the mats or doing kettlebells or battle ropes, more, um, you know, more cardio type training, I was able to really step up my game and get better. And so that's the way I look at, at life too, you know, the best way to keep growing and stay satisfied with the journey to keep progressing forward is to keep trying new things, try to travel to new places and, you know, just keep mixing it up. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get bummed out. Yeah. I think that's a real key for creativity as well as, is expanding your space of possibilities by experiencing contrasting things. Like you learned really young that just because I look fit doesn't mean I'm actually fit. And just mm-hmm. because I, I, I look aesthetic doesn't mean that I'm an athlete. And that's yeah. one big thing as well. Like I, I can't, I can't move. I can't sprint. I can't rope climb. I can't do all of these things that it means to, I think, be human and be a healthy human. Um, that's what I say a lot of the time. I, I mean, I've been going to the gym since I was 14 and um, I do business coaching for a few fitness influencers in Utah as well. And it's just interesting. I'm trying to get them out of that paradigm of like the isolated movements and like, go, go join different gyms, go, tr- go move your body, go do boxing, go do MMA, like really get to experience kinesthetically the intelligence of your body. There's a kinesthetic intelligence to our body. And so um, I think a, a benefit that's not really talked about often is fun- in functional movements or kettlebell flows or in- is the, um, the full immersion in that moment that requires you to execute it properly. Um mm-hmm. That's that's, your mindfulness, you know? Yes. And like um, being able, like for me, that's where it started out, you know, being mindful of my routines. You know, if I'm kind of like in a fog thinking about my homework or thinking about uh, emails that I forgot to answer or I forgot, uh, I don't know what I'm going to make for dinner tonight. My girlfriend's going to be mad at me or whatever. If I don't get those things out of my head during the routine, I'm going to slack off. And, you know, if your head's all over the place, you're going to, you're going to slack. And so training hard and focusing on the moment, focusing on that workout, whether it's a, a kettlebell flow that can be kind of complicated or it can be simple, or you can just do like a barbell bench press or a pull up, getting that mind muscle connection develops mindfulness. And that helps you in all areas of life. It makes you more mindful of when you're eating, you know, you don't want to just like gorge your food and, you know, instead of, you know, you want to just eat it slowly digest like chew it up digest it be mindful of the nutrients that are going into your body you know it might be some kind of foo-foo but you know it helps you really be present and it helps you enjoy the moment just because you know you can't be worried about what happened in the past or what happened in the or what's gonna happen you know all you have is right now 
And if you own these moments, you know, it's, it's, you're enjoying the process. And that way, when you get the reward or you get to a point that you feel successful, you get a fucking trophy or a gold medal, you know, it, it, it doesn't all just end there. You know, it doesn't feel like, fuck, this is it. You know, like I was so out of it during the training. I wasn't present during the buildup that I feels like disappointing. It feels like less than what you had imagined just because you only look forward to that thing in the future or that that was your finish line when you know there's everything to look at along the way it's a beautiful journey and being mindful being present working out that way will help you reinforce that in all areas of life and that helps me you know when i train hard and i really stay focused it helps me kind of as i'm like uh this past weekend my girlfriend's family was in town and you know i had a busy week but i wanted to show them a good time and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about the things that I haven't done or I have to do because those things always have to get done. And, you know, there's always going to be something that I need to do. And I need to value these moments right now because this isn't going to happen all the time. You know, they're not going to be in town. Uh, Who knows when they're going to be in town again, maybe another six months, another year. You know, so I need to just put, you know, stop worrying about things, my responsibilities. You know, don't completely forget about them. Uh, you know, get them done. No, you're going to, but just be confident that you're going to get it done. Don't need to stress about it. Nobody's going to die. You know, I'm not a fucking ER doctor. You know, I just need to make sure uh, I write a note that I'm going to get it done and then make sure I'm, I'm present, you know, going on. Cause that's going to open up even more opportunities. You know, if I can connect with her family, it's going to make them happy. I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to have conversations I'm going to, you know, just keep growing as a person by having experiences instead of just being in my own little world where I'm just trying to get work done, trying to plan stuff out and trying to just grind all the time. You know, I'm, I definitely like to work hard, you know, because it works. You know, you get you get reward, you make money, you get gains. Um, but the best way to keep growing is to open up yourself to more opportunities. You know, if you're just stuck on one road. You're just trucking along that road. You're only going to get so far before you run out of, you know, different places to see. You know, you want to branch out, see different things because there's a lot more out there than you could have ever thought of. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's way more than you can even dream out in the world for sure. And I think it reflects what you just said, your experience in running your businesses, being in the fitness space and really being an effective entrepreneur because it, there's so many times that you probably fell victim to the idea of multitasking, right? And, mm-hmm. and neuroscience has already shown multitasking is a myth, right? We can only do one thing at a time. And the yeah. moment the moment we detach from that thing, it takes us 20 to 30 to 40 minutes to re-engage fully back at that task at hand. Yeah. And so I love that you said that. You're just like, I, I'm going to focus on this. And I see too many young up-and-coming entrepreneurs who are so focused and so sporadic that they're half-assing everything and their effectiveness just goes and productivity goes way down. When if they just hyper-focus on this, this, and this, and, and prioritize it or organize it in a way where you know this time I'm going to do this, this time I'm going to do that, this time I'm going to do that, and and not try to do everything at one time, and especially when family's mm-hmm. there. So that's cool, yeah. man. That's cool. That's really cool. I, I definitely um, respect that. And I did want to go back because I, I think I, I forgot an original question. I wanted to ask you what what is the main uh, takeaway that professional athletes, let's say NFL players, NBA players, whoever comes to you, to you as a trainer, um, what do you really help them with? Is it the kettlebell flow? Is it kettlebell training? Is it the mindfulness aspect? I mean, what, what do you see? I mean, you've been doing it for a couple of years now. So when I get professional athletes thrown at me, uh, usually I don't want to fuck them up. You know, I want to make sure I don't try to teach them something that's going to take me two hours to teach them and they might hurt themselves like a swing or a snatch. You know, I can teach them a lot faster than that, but there's always potential for injury and I don't want to do that. They don't need to know how to snatch 32 kilograms overhead or do a heavy kettlebell swing. They need to learn how to fucking shoot a basketball in the hoop and they're going to do that. So I'm not going to teach them how to do that. I'm going to help them be more uh, more durable. I'm going to show them techniques that are going to help them be more mobile, help them stay healthy. So, you know, one of the the pillars the pillars that we have on it and that I like to preach are, uh, are the main ones are longevity and performance. You know, so everybody that comes through our doors, we want to make sure that they 
they leave better than or not. I mean, not worse than how they came in. Because if they leave hurt or injured, then we're not doing our jobs. Because we want to make sure people leave feeling good all the time. Even if that means they feel good from a solid, you know, hard session where they got pumped up, they got that hormone up, or they did a slow and controlled uh, hour uh, durability session where they just foam rolled on tennis balls, did some mobility stretches and active recovery techniques to help them open up their, their bodies so they're not just, you know, tight all the time. And a lot of the athletes that come in through my doors that I've trained, um, they usually have some issues. They got tight hips, tight ankles, tight shoulders, and I'm just going to try to show them some techniques that might not be the prettiest techniques, but they're they're helping them. They're going to help them um, stay healthy and keep playing their sport. You know, so that that's been my best way to help train clients or. Uh, uh, athletes. Does that come Most, from? Does that come from traditional training models, or um, why? Why are they? I mean, you would expect these athletes to have the best. Um, well, I'm not saying that what they already do is wrong. Uh, uh, you know, they're what they're doing is you know they're they're just coming over here like on the off season uh, to check out the gym, you know, because they're interested in our products and they think the gym looks dope. And they have, they come in thinking, oh, they're going to have me doing all this crazy stuff. But really, we show them how to get better and stay healthier. And then they appreciate it and they love it even more than what they thought. They think, man, this is way more than just a CrossFit gym where I come get a hard-ass workout. I come here and I feel taken care of and uh, I'm a, my, my health is my priority. And we help people feel better, not just look good or be more powerful and strong. We make sure that they can keep doing those things by not getting injured. So helping them learn techniques that are going to help them prevent from getting injured so they can keep fucking making money, keep doing their sport. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I know you travel the country a lot to do workshops. Do you see fitness trends leaning towards outdoor facilities, outdoor gyms, outdoor fitness equipment? What, what's your idea there or perspective? Yeah, man, I think everybody's starting to lean towards uh, um, all kinds of things, man. Not just outdoor, but also, you know, different styles of circuit training um, and different, you know, more classes like spin classes, rowing classes, you know, yoga classes are getting more dynamic um, just because that model really builds a strong community. And so even outdoors, you know, boot camps, they're really fun because you're outside with a bunch of bunch of people and you feel I feel like you get you feel kind of primal you know kind of like a savage connected to being back in the day where we're just be outside you know tossing things around and throwing stones and just having a good time and it, or it reminds us of when we, were, when we were kids in the playground playing tag you know it's it's kind of hot but man it's fun you can get a sweat um, you know getting grinding with your with your buddies and feeling good afterwards and I think the trend is, you know, towards feeling a greater connection with your community, you know, in these class class type settings and um, a more holistic approach to training where, you know, you're not just trying to grind yourself into the ground every session, but also feeling good with incorporating more mobility and durability techniques. Um, I think more and more the industry is becoming more aware of, not more aware, just more I mean, yeah, I'm more aware of the importance of having that implemented into programs for clients, you know, because you get clients that get hurt and they can't come back to the gym. You know, you lose a member, you lose money and you hurt somebody. And so it's like bad rep. You know, you want to make sure you're taking care of your clients. They feel good so that they can keep getting better, not just hit a plateau or get injured. You know, you want to switch things up. So that they can, you know, be happy and they're, you know, you're mixing up their trainings. That's interesting, um, but also giving them what they need, not just what they want. Cool, cool. I respect all that. And I, I love working out outside as well. So um, whether it's a personal preference or it's a market shift or whatever, I'm going to definitely keep my eyes out on that. And um, I've got to ask, I've been told in the past, my podcasts have, have been super granular, like really tactical are really dry sometimes. And so I'm going to switch it up here. I've got to ask, where did the short, short styles come from? Because I'm Argentine, so European style is very familiar to me, but I'm just, I want to know from here, where did the short shorts come in play? Um, well, uh, my brother used to wear short shorts a lot. And he's always had like really big ass legs, big ass quads. 
And so does my one of our buddies is uh, ex UFC fighter. His name is Roger Huerta. He always wore short shorts to work out. And I really looked up to him and my brother growing up. And I was like, man, they look fucking swole. They got these thick ass legs. Like they're they're commanding when they're walking in the gym because they got these fucking stout ass legs and these ripped lean upper bodies. I'm like, God, these guys look like animals. You know, I want to look like that. I was like, step one. I'm going to fucking throw on some short shorts. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I have to fit into them. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to wear those fucking shorts and then eventually I'll fit into them. You know, it's going to motivate me to look in the mirror and be like, ah, some skinny ass fucking legs. I got to fucking work, do legs, you know, hit legs until, until these fucking short shorts look good on me. And it worked. You know, I think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did the same thing. You know, he's, his, his legs were his weakness. And so he would wear cut off sweatpants. Uh, I think so, I read that somewhere. I think I read yeah, that somewhere. Of course, to train legs. And there you go. Fuck yeah, you know? Yeah, that's what's up. That's legit. So I want to switch gears now and talk a little bit of business. I mean, beyond the fitness training, beyond the, you know, the um, kettlebell expertise and, and, and really being one of the, the face trainers of on it, you also run a, di- you know, an e-commerce business, a digital business um, with online assets and digital assets. And so... First, I want to talk about your logo. Who designed the logo? Uh, it's super sick. If you guys, uh, again, listening, go to ericlayhouse.com um, or primalswolger.com. Is that yours as well? Yeah, that works too. Okay, cool. And you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. But what? who, who designed that? Where would you get the idea for that? Uh, my buddy, Eddie Vasquez, he used to be one of the graphic designers, one of the lead graphic designers that on it. So he was one of the first guys to design uh, the primal the primal line that we had back in the day. Um, he made like all the old primal gorilla t-shirts. And then, so when I started coming out with my own brand, I was like, man, he's out, I'm going to contact him, um, to help me make my logo. And sure enough, he came out with a sweet, sweet, uh, badass gorilla. So Eddie Vasquez, yeah, he's got some badass designs. He's still killing it, man. He's got some, so many, so much dope stuff. Did he also do the animation behind it with your, your kettlebell course? I know it has that animation aspect to it. Yeah, I think he helped with it. Uh, but we hired somebody else. I forgot who my business partner hired. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I have a business partner. He helps me with all, all the ins and outs of uh, the the back end stuff of the website. He used to be my roommate. We used to live together. And um, so as I started growing on social media, I think I reached like somewhere around 100,000 followers. He said, hey, man, like, oh, no, around 60,000 followers is when we became roommates. He said, man, you got a pretty big following. Like you should start posting more. And start building yourself up so that we can uh, eventually I'll help you launch a website. Because originally he had helped Aubrey, Aubrey Marcus launch his Go For Your Win course, the first go around uh, when he first launched that. And so he's like, I have experience. Like, let me help you. Just keep growing it. And then when our, you know, our ducks are in order, we'll, we'll make it happen. And so it took me about a year of, you know, blowing up the Instagram, posting a ton on social media. And then filming the course and then design him designing the website, hiring a team that took us about almost a year and a half, 18 months to, to launch the product after we filmed it. And um, it's been it was a, it was a long ride, a lot of a lot of work, a lot of edits, a lot of going back and forth, a lot of arguing. Um, but it worked out, man. And we're, we're both really happy and we're still going, though. You know, it's, the, it's a not it's never ending, you know, trying to keep this business alive and keep it growing and trying to bring more people onto the team to help us get better, keep growing together. That's what's up. So how is it just two two people on the team so far or do you guys right now it's uh my business partner Dustin, my buddy Justin works with us and then we also brought on a couple other influencers and we designed their websites. Uh you know uh, TJ Dillashaw, he's an ex UFC champion. We did his website and then you know Michael Vasquez yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's on Instagram too. Does a ton of body weight movements. Super badass guy. And so we helped him do his website. And so uh, right now we're focused on just us three, uh, but we're looking to keep growing. Uh, we're just trying to take it slow because it's a lot of work. Yeah. That's legit. I didn't expect that at all because I, th- I thought you were just talking about building your brand, but you're talking about helping other uh, athletes and influencers build their brands and, and yeah. start monetizing their audience. Yep. That's cool, yeah. man. That's that's yeah, legit. That's true entrepreneurship right there. I respect that. Um, and so how, how long has it been since you've launched your course? It's your been two years. Sweet, two, man. Two, almost two years and five months, like February 2018. That's that's legit. Congratulations on that. And, and can Thanks, you talk, talk a little bit about the benefits of creating an online business versus creating a, a brick and mortar business? 
Man, well, obviously the overhead, you know, there's a ton of expenses that go into online, uh, running a website, hiring the right people to help you out. Um, but it's a lot more scalable than a gym and one-on-one clients. You know, I got to a point, I was making good money at the gym, but I was burnt out, man. I was, like I said, I was training from 6 a.m. to 8, 9 p.m., training as many clients as I could fit in every hour on the hour, as many classes as I could handle so I could make, you know, enough money to support the lifestyle that I wanted. And I was was just getting grumpy. I was working too much. I was using energy drinks and caffeine to stay awake. And I wasn't feeling good. And thankfully, you know, we launched our course right on time on my website. And I was able to kind of slow down on doing as much one-on-one training and more online to where I can influence and impact more people without having to be, uh, without expend so much energy. And so now I have, you know, a few one-on-one clients, a few classes that I train at the gym. And, um, most of my stuff now is online. I, I have more time to engage with people online and it's super rewarding, you know? So I'm looking forward to keep growing just cause like I said, it's a lot more scalable. You don't have to, you know, be in person. And if somebody has an issue or they need help, they can send you a message and ask you, and then I have no problem getting on there helping them out. Uh, it's just having to be there every hour on the hour at the gym can get really exhausting. And then, you know, I can work from home. I can work when I travel. I can work wherever I want, you know, and I can shoot content with other people when I travel and be able to share that with my audience, with my with my uh, customers. And so they can follow me on my journey as I keep growing and getting better so that I can keep teaching them new things. And I think people value that. People appreciate that. You know, nobody wants to learn from somebody who's doing the tried same old things. The trainer who's always been at the same gym, has stopped going to workshops, stopped learning new things. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, you can keep growing from experience. So as long as you have a, a full list of clients and classes and you can keep learning from different people uh, as you have to coach different bodies and different situations present themselves but i also value uh, learning from other coaches as well learning from other people who are doing things differently or see things differently have a different perspective on the same stuff and i hope you keep growing and so having an online business allows me that freedom to do do more uh without having to burn out yeah i think it's really cool man seeing you i know you have a subscription model you have info products you have uh probably uh, is it an on-demand clothing brand store uh what do you mean like on on demand demand on the back end do you do you purchase it or does somebody fulfill it for you oh yeah um i mean yeah we purchase certain quantities and we have a house out in uh in uh it's like by santa clara oh gotcha because i I know now that the on-demand business model for even clothing brands is blowing up so I think the point I'm trying to make is that it's never been easier to start a business than now, right? (laughs) Like it's never been cheaper. It's never been um, uh, more efficient. Like you don't need tens of thousands of dollars anymore to start. So, but I think start small, you know. But I think eventually you want to do as much stuff as uh, in house as you can, just because customizing things can be difficult when you're working under a, a. cookie cutter type business sure on demand it's really hard to for customer fulfillment customer service how long it takes the time frame it takes to 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 drop ship it or whatever like yeah there's a lot of pros and cons and the margins are also going to be way way better um if you're doing everything in-house my biggest advice would be before jumping into something like that is just make sure you have your ducks in order you have you you got your business model ready but you uh promote yourself as much as you can give out free content or free information so that people see your value and they see that, you know, you're not willing, you're not willing to shy away uh, from giving them stuff for free. Cause so eventually, you know, when you ask for the, you know, you ask for the sell or you ask, ask them to buy something, they'll, they'll kind of feel obligated to pay something cause you've already given them so much free stuff. And it's like the law of reciprocity, you know, the more you give, eventually you're going to get back and you might get back more than what you put in you know you never know you definitely won't get back less yeah uh, yeah i love that advice and just to put it in perspective for the listener for our listeners um uh 
as far as courses goes, like I've created a dozen plus, uh, more than a dozen online courses in different verticals. Uh, but I, I want to give them some context for, you know, how lucrative it pot- potentially could be or how, how good of a business opportunity it is. How many students have you been able to impact and influence in the last two years? Oh, man, I have to do the math. I would say... Last you checked, a few hundred, a couple hundred, a couple thousand. <laughs> like Probably... In the last two years, probably over six thousand. That's six, amazing. Can, yeah. like, like really, really chew on that. Six to seven thousand people have gone through yeah. your. In my first few years of training, I was influencing, impacting maybe three or four hundred people a month. You know, classes and one-on-ones. Uh, now that's recurring people that I communicate with is at least you know, three to 5,000 a month, you know, on my website, you know, and on Instagram, uh, it's like way more than that. Um, usually the conversion rate um, with Instagram is like 1% for me. So I can, wow. well, thanks yeah. for sharing that. You didn't need to share that, but I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually how it goes with most people. Yeah. You know, you can be pretty confident that you can get about 1% of people that follow you on social media to check out some other product or some other thing you got going on, like email, like uh, email lists, you know, eventually you can ha- have it about that, that ratio. Cool. Cool. And, and if, if we have any listeners of anyone that wants to tap into the other business model that you guys have creating, you know, creating brands for influencers or helping them monetize, where do they find information there? Is there a website? Is there information uh, um, on my products, um, no, oh, yeah, not, not on your products. I, we're, we're going to get to that at the end, but on the other business model that you and your other partners have with helping other influencers and athletes. Oh yeah. You would just have to reach out to me. Uh, okay. I'm like, no, yeah, we share emails. He helps me, uh, with all any business opportunities I have through my email. So he stays on top of that, stays on top of my customer service. If there's an issue that I need, uh, he immediately needs help with, I'll get on there and help people out, chat with people, send people an exercise video if they need help. We have like a client who needs help. And, you know, we try to share the responsibility and it's, it's an awesome relationship. So yeah, if you ever want to try to get connected, you know, you want to, you have some uh, opportunities, then yeah, come uh, just send me an email at eric at ericlayhot.com and we'll both see. Cool, cool. And, and what is the, what's the future for Eric Leha's Primal Soldier brand? Are you coming out with other courses? Yeah, I just recently launched my uh, shredding program last week, last Friday. Oh, nice. And it's going well. People are loving it. And I put a lot of work into that. So I know it works. Same routines that I used on myself and my clients to get shredded. And it's just overall badass workouts that are super fun, super effective. And I got workshops, uh, at least one in every city, every major city. Come uh, one, one, one a month. One a month uh, for the rest of the year. And then I'm going to try to go international next year. Uh, I got a ton of people trying to hit me up to come train at their gym. So uh, trying to make that happen and just keep pumping out uh, programs that work, you know, dope content, keep posting stuff on Instagram that people like that I like doing and, you know, just stay real, you know, stop, not don't put out any bullshit. You know, I like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to get flack for, you know, being a fake, you know, I'm just doing me, you know, and I'm doing, I'm showing people the stuff that has not only worked for me, but for my clients and in my classes and my one-on-one trainings. And, you know, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. You know, I'm not saying I have a, a magic pill that works for everybody. Uh, it works for people who are committed and who are willing to understand that there's more to it than just hitting the gym hard. It comes down to nutrition, mindfulness, and hitting the gym hard. And, you know, being in a positive uh, environment, surrounding yourself with a, a strong community who's going to support you to keep getting after your goals, even when it gets hard and you feel like you're not seeing results or you're not getting what you want. You know, you got to you gotta have people around you who pump you up, who are also killing it and doing things themselves to motivate you to keep going, getting after it, because you see that it's possible. It's not, it's not unattainable. That's great. A great holistic approach. And uh, I went a little bit long-winded on the other questions, but I am interested. 
in what is your your best nutritional advice um, as as condensed as possible. Because I do have one follow one last question for you. Uh, I really believe in uh, there's this uh, hashtag that one of my friends likes to use. It's called Eat Colors. Hashtag Eat Colors. You know, as long as your plate has a variety of colors, what usually means you got to have some veggies, some meats, some like a little bit of carbs here and there. You know, some fruits. You know, you want a diverse plate. You want diverse. You want to diversify the stuff that you're eating. Cause like with anything with your, like you do with your fitness, you do the same thing over and over again, you're going to get hurt or you're going to develop adaptations that are eventually going to help you. You're going to make you get hurt. And so if you're eating the same thing all the time, your body's going to, you know, maybe stop absorbing it as well, or it's going to start developing some issues that probably didn't present themselves early on. You know, if you eat uh, tuna can, all you eat is tuna cans all day because they help their low calories and they help you stay lean. If you don't mix it up with some fats, some carbs, some fruits throughout the day, you're going to end up getting sick, you know, probably poisoning or your gut's going to get fucked up. You're going to get some kind of you know, like gut problems. So I believe in eating all, all the stuff as long as it's not processed foods like processed sugars, unnatural you know, I believe in e- eating colors th- from uh, natural sources as grass-fed or as organic as you can get them, um, you know, as close to, uh, you know, natural as you can. I love that. That's that's right on, man. And, and just you want to lose weight, you want to get lean, you just got to eat less, you know, eat a little bit less, but make sure you're still getting your nutrients. And if you want to gain weight, try not to overdo it, you know, but eat more calories. Up the calories – Work out, get enough rest, and you're going to get bigger. You're going to grow some muscle, you know, as long as you're in a uh, caloric surplus. So it's all about the calories for the most part. Um, but you also want to pay attention to make sure those nutrients that you're taking in are not just McDonald's or some bullshit. I you're, love it. You're eating some good good food that are going to make a difference. So eat, eat as natural as possible, as close to the root or from the earth as possible, or, or things that eat from the, from yeah. the earth. And then uh, – eat colors right five colors mm-hmm. or or more yeah <laughs> and um lastly what was the last eat, eat for your goals eat, eat for, your, for goals. your goals right surplus yeah. you want to maintain you're happy where you're at try to eat only what your body needs which is usually you know what you burn in the day plus your uh, basal metabolic rate you know it's not that complicated get on google look it up type in your numbers uh what's my bmr and then well, how much roughly do you burn in active calories throughout the day? Boom. And then make sure you're around that. What you could do is just go one day, track your calories on an average day, how much you're eating compared to what you need, what you need. And then you're done counting calories. You already kind of know rough, roughly what you need from what you ate that day, that test day. And then just kind of base it off of that. And you don't got to kill yourself every day counting calories. You just got to try to match that day that you did. Yep. Yep. I, I think that's a great starting point. As far as the majority of the population being overweight or obese, um, it, we just need to get back to balance. Just fundamental shit, just just to get to balance. Then worry about optimization. Then worry about getting your blood tested. Then worry about get genetic testing. Then worry worry about microbiome testing. Then worry about all this other stuff to get to the next level. But first, get to balance. You know, like first, just go over the very basic stuff, um, get to a place where you're confident with when you know you can lose weight or, or, or reach whatever physique you want, but it's just a matter of time. When you have that confidence, then start optimizing, then start pushing your body to the limits, then start doing, you know, endurance athletes and, yeah. and triathlons and, and competing and stuff. But it's, it's interesting that everyone wants to go from step one to step 35 and they've missed every, you know, steps two to 34. And oh. Zero to hero, real quick. Chill out, <laughs> chill out, bro. Wait, let's just let's yeah. just get you to where you walk every day. How about that? Yeah. yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. So, just to wrap up the conversation, I'd like to ask my guests: Is what is something that you're learning or studying that's counterculture or taboo, even right now, or let's say in the last six months? Um, counterculture or taboo? I don't know, man. I think. Uh, I'm just really getting back into video games and uh, cartoons. <laughs> Is that counterculture? <laughs> Everyone plays video games. Oh, <laughs> uh, not not from around here. I kind of, I mean, like back in the day, you know, when I was a fat kid, I used to play video games all the time. 
And you know, subconsciously, <laughs> I thought, man, if I play a video game, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a waste of time. I, I need to work. I need to just 100% of the time be working out, working or doing something that's going to make me money. But now, you know, I guess it's counterculture to take some time for myself, mm-hmm. relax, you know, and do the things that I like so I can stay healthy and yeah. you know, not burnt out. Because when I get burnt out, I end up doing uh, bad things to my body to try to maintain, you know, and I end up getting hurt. Or I end up getting stressed out and I don't get sleep, you know, I end up getting burnt out. And so I've been focusing more on, you know, recovery and, you know, doing the things that I like. I read books. Now, I stopped reading books, you know, a long time ago because I was too busy. I'll read a book and I'd pass out. <laughs> now I'll read a book for 30 minutes and then I'll pass out, you know. So it's, you know, just gaining knowledge from other sources and, being more creative, so I'm starting to draw again and be more artistic, and it's really helping me be more creative, and it's influencing everything in my life. You know, it helps me come up with new ways to move, test new angles, because I saw some character in a comic book doing this dope ass like stance. I'm like, damn, I want to look like that. <laughs> was it Dragon Ball Z? Nah, <laughs> uh, I think it was Thanos and something like that, and some like right. Marvel comic book. I was like, damn, it's dope. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just having fun, being more artistic, going to museums, shit like that. Bro, it yeah. sounds like it sounds like you're getting old, man, over there. Going to museums, <laughs> reading books. <laughs> nah, just, like, man, it's fun. It's fun. No, for sure. I'm a nerd, man. So I, I think the biggest takeaway from what you said is um, just to wrap it up and contextualize it to the training world is periodization is shown that is the first thing, the first concept to really show that rest and recovery is actually what will get you to and pro- to progress to the next level. So I love that what you're uh, saying, that you're focusing more on recovery, more mm-hmm. on resting, yeah. really being in tune with yourself. Because I'm, I'm more focused on eating good, eating, you know, not crash dieting, um, making sure I get enough sleep, and I recover, I get massages regularly, I, do, uh, I go to the chiropractor to realign me every now and then. I foam roll while I'm watching TV. I'm mindful of not, you know, doing this when I'm texting or I'm flying somewhere. Stretch, try to move around, you know, so I'm not constantly in pain or I end up getting all fucked up after the plane ride. You know, it's just being mindful, being more mindful recently and taking time to focus on on the learning new things, not just being at the gym or taking workshops, but you know, learning stuff that's completely out of the ordinary to keep my mind stimulated. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Well, Eric, it's been a pleasure. Where can my listeners find you? Where can where can people find you? You can check me out uh, on Instagram as Primal Swolger or EricLeha.com. Uh, you can find all my workout programs if you want to train with me. Uh, or you can just get free stuff online on my Instagram. But uh, if you really want to get in-depth, I would check out some of my programs. Or come train with me in Austin, Texas at On It Gym. we got a ton of other badass coaches too. Um, come check us out. That's what's up. All right. Well, Eric, I appreciate your time. Thanks again. Oh, for sure, bro. Take right. it easy. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. If I brought you any value today, please subscribe for notifications of next week's episode. I would truly appreciate it. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Connect to our community on social media. We are building a tribe of self-actualized grow-getters. Those that implement the practice of lifelong learning, understanding it will catalyze self-actualization, the ultimate production of the human spirit. Find your baseline and grow every day. Till next time, advancers, make the rest of your day the best of your day.